Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. It's Final Four weekend. We I don't recall the last time we did a, a podcast recording on a Sunday, so this might be a, a first for the brand here, so that's good. And if the game's... Uh, if the game tomorrow doesn't put you to sleep, then then we'll we'll send you off to, to bed here shortly, one way or another, uh, with this podcast. Um, <clears throat> I want to first of all throw it out to <clears throat> Bob. I want to throw it out to Bob, who who's our uh, resident expert. I think he declared uh, earlier in this uh, in this uh, season that he is a uh, college basketball mastermind. Is that what you called yourself? What was the, the exact terminology? Um, yes, exactly. Mastermind. Okay. College basketball mastermind. I want to hear your hot, your hot, uh, final four, semi national semifinal, uh, takes. Let's start with Texas tech and Texas. Texas. Are you chewing ice? Texas tech. And was the last thing I heard. Did you say? Who their opponent was? I was waiting for you to stop chewing ice. No, yeah, Texas Tech and, and Michigan State. I want to hear your Texas Tech and Michigan State hot takes. What was Flaming my take? Uh, my take was takes. that... I need multiple takes. I don't want just one take. I want right. multiple. I've got a few takes. Um, I think that Tom Izzo was outcoached late in the game. That's one hot take. I think that uh, Mr. Culver for Texas Tech... Saved his draft stock with his late uh, performance. And I think that Texas Tech is a good defensive team. How about that? Okay, so those are all really hot, hot-hitting, hot, hard-hitting takes. <laughs> Izzo was outcoached. Are you talking about, like, the la- the final, I guess, when Michigan State went on a, sorry, Texas Tech went on there. Was it a 10 nothing yeah. run to... Something to like kind that. Of close that one out. Not even, you know, it wasn't it to end the game, but right, yeah. The deal. Where do yeah. you put yourself in the Michigan State bench? How do you, how do you, how do you step in and, and correct Tom Izzo? I just felt like there were a few. There, like there was one. There was one time in particular where they called the timeout. They and I think this was when they were down. I think they were down four or five. They came out of the timeout and their set was just abysmal. You know, it was like dribble around for a few seconds, throw it to a guy who launched the three. And I was kind of like, what What did I just witness? Because you expect something to get like a layup or an open three coming out of a timeout. And it was anything but. You say that a lot. I know we, we do in our group chat and we'll often uh, sort of watch games together and comment on them. You, you often like to uh, throw out that commentary about how that was a bad set out of a timeout. And and I'm just wondering, if they had scored on that set, even though it was a bad set, would you still have called it a bad set? Um. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Ed, did you watch the game last night? I did not watch I know any. From- I, I was going to say that I don't think I've watched a second of Texas Tech play. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, all I know well, is you that did, they have uh, good defense. You did make 
smash burgers today. Smashed hamburgers <laughs> on your your grill. I did. Thing, right? I did. Give us give us the rundown of how that went. I want to hear about the cheese in the in the, in the patty. Okay, so what I do is Publix makes really good pre-made um, like half pound burgers with bacon and cheese in them. So what I did was you get two of those and I just took them apart and put them uh, put them in a bowl and made them into four four equally sized, although mine weren't equal. They're about three of the same, and then the fourth one was terribly small balls okay and what you do is you get your charcoal grill going pretty hot and i've got a cast iron skillet on the flat side that i put on the grill to get it hot and then i put some bacon grease okay and you put the bacon grease on there and then you set two patties down and let it cook for about not a patty yet i guess it's just still a ball and let it cook for about a minute and then you smash it down hence the name um <laughs> And I had to find one of these um, metal spatulas that doesn't have the slots in it. You know what I mean? So that so you don't want like the meat kind of coming up through it as you're pressing it down. Mm -hmm. And I could really use like a higher end, maybe like a get like get a little more torque on it. Oh yeah. But I'm still. I'll have to send you the uh, the 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 URL to the one that I purchased because I'm really happy with mine. I like to. I like that. I'd like one with like a two foot long like wooden handle. No, maybe not two feet, but what about one I mean, that you yeah, can two put? Feet seems excessive. <laughs> what about one you can put two hands on and really smash? You know, yeah. bam! Yeah. I could wrap two hands around mine. I mean, I got I got small hands, but so I get something. That's that, what she said. I think I, I think I use like a potato, something with a handle that I use to press sure. down on the spatula to get some leverage on it. But um, Zach, you were saying that you didn't know how you felt about the cheese being in the burger already, and. I commented that if the cheese is already in it, it starts to kind of caramelize like the fat does too, and so you get yeah. it nice and crispy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think I think if you do that right, that actually might be a pretty tasty burger. And and just like what I said before too is that as with anything, use bacon grease whenever possible to cook when you need oil. I kind of think I prefer butter in that instance though over bacon grease. So our our good friend Meathead. <laughs> Uh, Meathead Golden, who we were talking about before, says he doesn't like butter because it's too watery once it melts down. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a scientist on that one. I, I just have good good results with butter. Okay. So that was one long-winded way to say you had cheeseburgers tonight, and the, the result was a thumbs up, thumbs it was down. A, it was a thumbs up, and I put some grilled onions and some uh, some sandwich pal horseradish sauce on it. Nice. On a potato just... bun. Can I just comment that we started talking about the final four, um, and and instead we got a five minute diatribe from Ed on his hamburger making. I was asked. Exactly- I was asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's what just happened there, Ed. Um, Bob, you, you, I, astute observation. I am prepared to comment on the end of the um, Auburn game, as well as the end of the women's championship game. Let's I, let's start let's start with the women's. So I agree. Give us did, your women's take. Did you guys watch it at all? I did. The last like one minute, yes. So before one of the players, Zach, you did not watch, did you? I didn't watch a single minute, sorry. I was too busy today. Well Peter got Peter got me intrigued and since Peter has a rooting interest, I turned it on and told Henry that Uncle Peter wants Notre Dame to win. And Henry mm-hmm. then started cheering for Baylor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Good kid. 
before before their um, I think she must have been their center or whatever number fifteen she got hurt. Um, it seemed like a pretty devastating high low game in the post there. And for Baylor. For Baylor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Peter threw out like the points in the paint stat from the first half, which I enjoyed, which was Baylor up thirty to eight. Except they took 21 attempts inside the paint when Notre Dame took 22. So 22 attempts for Notre Dame in the first half and only scoring eight points in the eight paint. Eight points. It's not that's good. Pretty, that's pretty stout defense. Um, so I didn't watch after she went out and how they came back from being down 12 because it seemed like in the third quarter, Baylor Baylor would be up anywhere from 12 to 8 and then Notre Dame would score and then Baylor would go right back up to 12. So it must have been... 15 going out, which really turned things around for Notre Dame. I wish we had Peter what? here. Yeah, right. Well, I thought, to go back to the last minute that I saw, I thought that Notre Dame really played some poor defense on the go-ahead basket with, like, yeah, however many, like, five seconds left. That was It was just like she just walked right by, and the help just never came. Yeah. It was really, really awful. I think they were commenting on how they should have switched – on that drive for yeah, I mean, from Baylor. Do something, do anything. I mean, she just literally dribbled straight to the basket and nobody stopped her at all. Like, it was bad. It was really I'd like, bad. I'd like to know how, the frequency of jump balls and block shots in women's <laughs> basketball versus men's basketball. Because it seems like there's a hell of, especially the jump balls, <laughs> like a lot more. <laughs> I think I saw three of them in like the five minutes that I watched. That, yeah, I would agree with that. When you what? say jump ball, do you mean like like a, a, a tie up? Right? Like a tie up. Yep. Okay. I was, Why I was, would you? For a second, I was I was hoping that they would actually like institute a different rule in, in the women's game that would allow they actually do a jump ball. Right. But, but that would be. Ed, what's your theory? Ed, what's your theory on why that would be? I, I don't know if I have a theory that wouldn't sound. <laughs> that I'm diminishing the women's game, so I just I was won't try- say it. I was trying to corner <laughs> yeah. you into something there. Yeah. yeah, I felt I felt the bear trap approaching. I saw the pit coming up, and I nimbly stepped around it. Right. Yeah. Um, except so- except you actually stepped into it because you just said that you were going to diminish the game, but you're not going to. <laughs> so maybe not. Maybe I kind of bumbled. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear what your reasoning is here. Let's go ahead and just hear. That's the. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that can happen here? I'm gonna I'm gonna go based on the uh, the relative athleticism maybe that there's not as many opportunities in the men's game because the ball swung around and I don't know maybe a different style of game than the women's style. Not to say that the women's aren't athletic at all, and I greatly enjoy the game. Being <laughs> being a former student manager and assistant coach of the St. Norbert women's team, um, <laughs> so I certainly have appreciation for the game. I feel like I feel like this is always where it devolves into. Could a high school boys team beat a beat Baylor, for instance? No, no way. Right? Oh, oh, well, so this I, is where I disagree, depends, though. This is where I disagree. High school team, but yeah. This is where I disagree, guys, because I feel like if that's really the case, what about when you're playing a rec game or or let's say a high school game? How <laughs> are there the same amount of jump balls or tie ups in a, in those types of games in, a, in what in what you watch tonight? Um, well, there's nobody calling jump balls in a rec league game, right? Well, I mean, in a pickup game, there's not. In a rec league okay, game, sure, but I how guess, often but... does it happen to where you? I, I can't think of the last time where I played a rec game where like it, it turned into a tie-up. Is it because are you going that are women scrappier, that they're willing to get into it more? I think that's that's potential. 
the potential angle here I'm going with. Yep, yep. Okay. They've got more more grit. They've got more desire to to go out for the the small details. Um. Does I I feel like you guys should know this. Like, does Ken Palm do an analysis on women's versus men's and I feel like there should be a way to track this on the more like the amount of blocks. So let me just game. interrupt you, Ed. Uh, Bob, give us your your rundown on on what type of statistics are available for the women's game. Not much. It's a pain. Yeah, that's me. Is is the biggest hindrance? If I want to follow women's the women's game, I need to have a website like KenPom.com, or I need to have statistics available that I can go out and and, and look at, and they don't exist. What? Let me if ask. I want to bet on a game, I can't because I can't. There are no. <clears throat> you can't bet on the women's game until like the third round of the tournament. Right. Let me ask. Why aren't we doing something about that? And by we, I mean Bob and probably Peter, with some input from Zach and me contributing financially to some <laughs> to some website. Well, that that yeah that I see I see where you're going at but but really the bot the problem is that there is no that would require basically us quitting our jobs and, and like de- dedicating our lives to to gathering statistics. You mean like gathering statistics with no hope of there being any type of financial payoff, like Bob with his um, <laughs> decades of horse gathering. <clears throat> well, you could maybe sell them in the way that like Ken Palm did, but I don't know that there's a market for it. Even if we did. Uh, uh, compile all of this all this data because there's uh, there's no market for it there's no people need to care no gambling market for one thing that's the main driver i can't think of another reason i, I mean there's a I, I suppose if i were a coach like i, I mean ken palm claims to sell uh, his data to, to coaches right 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 you'd, you'd think that there would be a market if i were a, a division one women's coach i i would be somehow out there on the on the on the uh, on on the uh, whatever you want to call it, on the on the trail, trying to figure out how to get more stats, and they just don't exist. You're you're telling me that Teddy Covers in Vegas wouldn't find um, our information <laughs> useful. I'm trying to think of other Vegas guys. Who is that guy that lives in Ponte Vedra that I used to play basketball with? Bob, you'll remember. Oh, uh, Brandon Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's still hustling around at the Y. I just uh, I just pulled up an article that said um, who's Brandon Lang. He was yeah. uh yeah go ahead Ed you know he he was the basis of the movie Two for the Money with uh, Al Pacino and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And he changed his okay, name. That one. Okay. He changed his name to to the character of the movie because he liked it better. I think is what actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> And you played awesome. you played pickup ball with this guy. Yeah, and he was nice enough to me, but he was a real like you know just firing up threes, and he had bulky <laughs> knees, and it was like a little bit overweight, and just would run his mouth to people and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, what All I right, was let's go comment, back to your. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I just wanted to comment on the market size. Um, uh, this is from 2012, but only 43 of. 341 Division One women's basketball programs made money that year. The rest lost money. So 298 of 341 women's teams lost money. Where the okay? So what's the what, what's the driver there? I still feel like it comes down to gambling. Like I can't I can't bet on it, so I'm not going to follow it. Well, yeah, and I, I think it I think it's that, and I think it's it goes back to the I told you before it devolves into the conversation. Well, could a good men's high school team beat a women's college team, right? Does that so. matter, though, really? 
I think so. Why? Why really? wouldn't it? Admit? People want to because people... we're watching. We watch college basketball, and college basketball. If you want to, you know, hold it up to a, you know, a, a comparison, is the the the, the talent level is pretty poor compared to like the NBA. If I want to watch good basketball, I would yeah. just turn off college basketball and go right to the NBA. Yeah. If it, I'm if if there was not men's college basketball, then women's college basketball would be more popular. Do you dispute that? You say no. I again, I still think it comes down to <clears throat> it's not it's not it's not the the, the skill or the, uh, the talent or whatever you want to call it. It's 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 how how can I get a dollar on the game? And I can't I can't bet on it. I don't know. I don't know about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of men's college basketball. If there was not that, then people would be in the market for other basketball other than the 15. Well, I don't. There's never 15 NBA games on a night. Rarely, it's usually like 12, right? So it's only 12 games. Got to go somewhere else for your fix. And college basketball is the next best thing. Men's. I wish I had some time to go through some uh, attendance statistics here because the NCAA has some pretty detailed published. Uh, women's basketball attendance and uh, it'd be kind of fun to sift through that but I, I really feel like there are people who attend women's games it's not like you they, you know you go to a game and it's it's empty true that is true so, let's let's move on to the Auburn game Ed you had a take on well, the end of the Auburn game my only take at the end was um, was it your buddy Jerome that looked like he double dribbled and totally was did. It, was it on the possession that Guy hit the three where you were – was that the same possession where you thought that they should have fouled Guy instead of letting him shoot that terrible – not, not a great three in the corner, by the way, either. Like it was no, definitely they, off balance. Right. They should have fouled Jerome um, before he passed to Guy. Okay. So How before much time he made was left? The, I don't even know. I mean like 10 seconds, right? Something like I that. Mean, I don't know. If you're doing that, you're you're basically giving them two free throws. So now it's a one possession game, and if you don't make your free throws on the other end, that seems a little early to be fouling when you're up four. I think they. I'm trying to remember now. They still had a foul to give at that point, didn't they? They had a couple. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so they still had a foul to give. That was my that was my beef. Yeah, I was like, because they were in. It was kind of like a scrum situation, and they didn't get the foul on him. And guy was in the corner. Yeah, it wasn't a great look, but it was a three, decent look. I mean, when they should have fouled him and had another side out of bounds with you know eight seconds left, and that runs at least three more seconds off the clock, and that whole ending sequence never happens. So. That was my hot take. But, yeah, the double dribble obviously was a missed call. Everyone agrees on that. And I think everyone pretty much agrees that the the, the three foul at the end, unfortunately, was a foul. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Poor kid. How about, Poor kid. How about Guy just stepping up and just hitting those free throws? Like, it didn't seem like he took much time between no. each one either. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of hate the guy, but... <laughs> You got to give him credit, right? Bruce Pearl trying to ice him. That was great. Like icing the kicker. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, there was no doubt that all three of those were going in. I mean, just based on his demeanor, right? It's unfortunate. 
So you keep saying unfortunately. Like, why do you not like Virginia? What's what's your what's your beef? I don't like Virginia. No, I mean, I just the. I mean, they've beaten two teams that I like to some extent right now. You know, what I mean, like Purdue and uh, Auburn. I, I liked both of those teams this year, and Virginia plays their style. Jerome is hard to watch. I wish I would never have to watch him play basketball again. <laughs> Um, nope. Nobody forces you to watch these games. <laughs> My wife actually said, you know, you know, you could just skip the title game since you seem to hate both of the teams in it. It's like and, you're strapped uh, to the chair like at the end of Get Out. I don't know. If, I don't think you've seen it, Bob. Or did you guys see it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get the I get the picture, I think. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, you've you've you haven't seen Get Out, but you get the picture. I mean, if you're strapped to the chair and we're talking about watching a bad basketball game. There's a little more to it than that, but, but yeah. A little more to it than that, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. This guys. is the point Anyways. of the pod where I mentioned to our listeners that Bob doesn't like scary movies. Oh, yeah, I'm never going to watch that movie. <laughs> I just I, I pulled it up, yeah. Forget that. Is it really that scary, though, Ed? Or would you, would uh, you say I, it's like... There's definitely scary parts. Or, I was just going to say that... Yeah. I, for, I thought for one of the awards that they that they categorize it at first as a comedy, hmm. which I don't know if I'd go there. It's definitely more scary than comedy, but it's definitely funny. But anyways, so the point is is that you're not required to listen to it or to watch it, Bob, but you still will. I think I have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to, but I'm compelled to. It's a title game of a sport that I love course i'm gonna watch it it's like it's like the super bowl right i mean even if you don't care at all about the teams involved you're gonna watch it so what's the what's the nfl i want to hear more compar- about like how if he- you would have had these teams play this past season what's the comparable like for these two teams playing each other that would be the equivalent of nfl teams <laughs> oh man um who are the most unlike i mean uh, I don't know. It's like a defense. I mean, it's like a defense. It's like basically playing like peak Broncos defense versus trying to think of an NFC team like Seattle defense or something like that. Or am I am I off there? No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So you're kind of yeah, going like, in like uh yeah yeah yeah. It's like you. It's it's kind of like what ended up happening in this year's Super Bowl is kind of what you expect tomorrow. So maybe it'll be high scoring. Who knows? But I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. What would even a high scoring game even mean? Would that be like, because I think that the, the, the gambling bet number is 119. Right. So if, if the score is basically 65-64, that's a high scoring game. I was going to say like 70-65, to 65, but yeah. Yeah. If one team hits 70, that's a high scoring game. So this is where I ask you guys about the tweet that I shared with you. I'm going to read it here from Ben Fox, who is the editor of Chalk from ESPN. It says, the better who owns the $1,500 ticket on Texas Tech at 200 to one got offers up to 125000 on prop swap to sell today. He passed and is going to let it ride in tomorrow's title game. He does have some futures on who's. Is that is that for I'm yeah, UVA. Texas Tech? Oh, you did? Okay, okay. I asked him why. Story coming tomorrow. AM, you guys are journalism guys, right? Isn't that, or is that more of a radio (laughs) thing with the T's? 
It's a, yeah, that's a that's an ESPN teaser. I mean, he's got a podcast. He's got stuff to sell. Good for him. So, so I'm the donkey, okay? I'm the donk. Um, you guys tell me what you would do if you held a a, a winning ticket of potentially three hundred thousand dollars that you put fifteen hundred down on. <laughs> Zach, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, I think what we have to to get a hold on, get a grip on is, is, is this person who's making this wager? Yeah. What's his, what's his lifestyle like? Is he, does he have a lot of money? Is, is, does he commonly make $1,500 wagers? Right. I think he does. I have to think he does because I don't think many people are going to be rolling around making uh you know, a thousand dollar future wagers uh, on, on, on odds of basketball. On, on 200 to 1 odds, no less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was obviously a very, 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 uh, you know, uh, crystal, he, he had his crystal ball really working that day because he's prescient. a very good bet. Yeah, prescient, thank you. That's what I was looking for. But anyways, uh, so, I mean, does this guy need to hedge? I doubt it. I doubt this guy could, you know, he probably doesn't, if, he, if, he, if, if, if they lose, I'm assuming he's not going to really miss the money because he probably already has it. Right, right. So now, if it's if it's me making that wager, then that's a that's a different story because I mean I I don't I don't make that kind of a wager, and if I did, I would probably be broke. So okay, let's let's quickly. let's dial this back here. Let's say, you, knowing knowing you, and knowing what you might bet on a two hundred dollar, uh, a two hundred to one shot in November, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you might have put, uh, I don't know, you might put fifty to a hundred dollars on this, right? Maybe fifty. Let's say fifty. I'm gonna put twenty bucks on it. Let's say fifty for argument's okay, sake. Okay, fifty. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ten grand. Okay, so you're talking about ten yeah. grand, right? Yep. Yep. So Zach, you've got you've got fifty bucks to win ten grand. Uh, are you hedging that? I might. I might hedge a little bit. Yeah. I might. I might bet a couple. A couple hundred bucks against against the the Raiders. A couple hundred bucks at, at basically even money, so it's a it's a very small hedge. You're, maybe you're, maybe five hundred. Five hundred, okay, okay. Because I think Ed, I feel like you would you would probably like hedge to win hundred fifty. Or I mean, in this in this specific scenario, right? You'd hedge you'd hedge to win five grand either way, right? Basically, <laughs> not not quite. I saw I was reading through the replies on this, and I did like the suggestion of don't. Don't take 125 from somebody. Go and put 100 grand on the, you know, or something to win, maybe 100 on the Virginia money line or something like that. So right, if right. you win, you get that, but you still are rooting for Texas Tech because it's a you're gonna net you know 200 on it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That's that. I like that idea more. There were some interesting comments too here that somebody in there said, um, could you even cash this or some casinos. Or sports books or whatever wouldn't cash it even if your name's not on the ticket, and that they might have they may have had a camera on you at the time. That seems to be a little bit out there. I my impression was if I found one of these things on the ground because some idiot dropped it on accident, <laughs> I could go and cash one of these things. But um, I don't know if you guys uh, knew anything about that or not. They would. I mean, you'd have to sign something for one. So I mean, yeah, they 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 would check. They would do their homework on it. So if, if I mean, he standard, did sell this, standard wagers, Ed, apply. What you're saying makes sense for very you know low limit wagers, but right. when it comes to 
bets that pay out three, six figures, uh, you're going to get some little uh, extra scrutiny. I'm surprised a, a lawyer like you wouldn't wouldn't know that. <laughs> Hard Jesus. to the tin. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I was trying to find. Um, I was trying to find the comment that I that I thought there, but okay. So uh, well, I think the fun, the funniest comment that I saw was that he was actually expecting someone to pay two hundred thousand dollars for it, which is like does that's this guy hilarious. Even know what he's doing. Right. I, I feel like there's there's a, there's either something missing from this story that I don't know about, but he's the best offer was one twenty five, which isn't even close. Like if he wanted to get, I think the fair market value for that ticket it's about one fifty. I was going to ask that. What's the fair market value for it? Maybe one forty five. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty close to, to half of the payout. Yeah. Given that it's basically a pickup. Uh, pickup. Correct. And, right. Uh, the, the fact that, that he was even offered one twenty five is a little offensive. If I were him, I would be agreed. Like an offer worth entertaining. But then he also came back with I, I he expected two hundred. So then he's kind of a moron too. So I'm just a little. <laughs> how are these people like in the business of ha- you know even owning six figures where they can you know make offers like that? So I don't know. Well, I was gonna say that's the o- that would be the only reason that you would say one hundred twenty five is acceptable because if you don't have the cash to hedge like for the full amount, like you know I don't have access to one hundred fifty grand overnight if I wanted to truly hedge out all the way. So that would be why somebody with the means might say, "Hey, I've got 125k here. Take it." Okay, sure. The finder's fee. Yeah. <laughs> the finder's fee. I, uh, I mean, sure. you know, <laughs> I feel like we need Shorty on this. He would have some good thoughts. He's probably thought this through already. How about you pretend to be Shorty and tell and give us, give us your Shorty? <laughs> I, um, I think I think Shorty would go to his Donegal connections. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, right? Oh, would he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be my guess. Does he bet on anything besides horses, or is it just is it just horses? Baseball? He's a huge Astros fan. He bets on baseball. Yeah, I think he goes out there. I think you know he bets on football too, because he says that he goes out there right before um, NFL Week One, and probably college football. So I think he bets. I think he, I think he bets on anything. Yeah, I think so. That's my impression. <laughs> Yeah. Another thing, uh, Bob, you touched on this earlier, and I want to—I really want to spend a couple minutes on this. Back to the Texas Tech game, you were—you were claiming that uh, Jared Culver's draft stock was 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 plummeting uh, due to his performance in the in the first half of the uh, the game, the, the semifinal game. Is that yeah. really a thing? Or are you are you just like saying that for hyperbole? Like, is that really a thing? Is his stock actually dropping? Well, I mean, so. Uh, I I don't even know if I just specified first half. I mean, the first thirty five minutes of that game, he had like three points. And if I'm if if sure. I'm an if I'm an NBA manager, who is you know looking at him as a potential lottery pick, which I think is true, um, I, I don't I don't feel like I want a guy who's going to disappear in a, in the biggest game of his life to that point. Okay. Um, yeah. And and the reverse of that would be. Because of the way Matt Mooney was playing, is he then is he now like a lottery pick ahead of Culver based off of his performance in last night's game? No, it's different. You can you can rule guys out on that perspective, but you can't count somebody in because they have a one good game. Well, but Mooney's been playing well this whole tournament, though, right? This isn't like just a one game sample. He's he's been playing well this whole tournament. I'm I'm sorry. Does Mooney have uh, Culver's body? Does he have his skills? He does not. Okay, so you're back on the Culver wagon here. It sounds like you're okay with this guy. Ed, Ed, back me up here. I'm. I just wish I had popcorn. 
This is like a he hasn't. This well, is, the, the problem is that Ed hasn't watched any of the, any of Texas Tech, so this is kind of like a he's he's wearing a blindfold. I thought you. I, I was to, trying to figure out if you guys were talking about the guy from Purdue, and then it didn't make sense when you no. said that he had three points in the first half. So just keep me out of it. No, we're playing. We're playing a game of connect the dots, and Ed's got a blindfold on, so this is <laughs> well. I was also let me just stop. I was also chuckling at like Bob Wothy, NBA insider that is dialed into the draft stocks of, <laughs> of players coming out this year. That was that was what was really tickling me. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. I mean, I, I'm just telling you that is a an actual thing, right? I mean, think about players over the years who are clutch or not clutch. Big shot, Rob. And who? And <laughs> he's talking about Bob Ori. <laughs> oh, okay. Right? He he hated being called Bob. When too, did, Big Shot when Bob. did he retire? That's going back like ten years, isn't it? It's it's been a while, yeah, for sure. Um, let me go back to Shorty real quick because I should have mentioned this before. I got a text from one of the attorneys in my office that I guess she does CrossFit. Maybe Shorty and his wife have gotten into CrossFit and he's lost some weight. Yeah. And all I got was a text from Colby saying, oh, by the way, ran into Brian and Alyssa. Brian was kind of out of breath saying, yeah, big horse racing day today. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I really love he, – he they're probably talking and mentioned maybe me or something like that. And that's where Shorty brought it up. But I could just picture him like – Probably like, trailing behind Alyssa a little bit on on, yes. on like his physical fitness, <laughs> and, yes. and so him huffing and puffing and then talking about horse racing. It's like um, all he, the only thing he can get out is like gasping. It's like horse racing, <laughs> horse. Aqueduct. Yeah. <laughs> back to the title game tomorrow, Bob. Let's 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 switch back to basketball for a second. I actually have some some fun notes to talk about. I was I was curious. What do you think will be the most annoying sort of one-on-one matchup uh, tomorrow? Is it going to be Jerome against Mooney? Because I feel like those two guys should match up together, right? Um, yeah, they have to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard to beat that one. I don't know what, what else could even compete. I'm not sure where. All, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure how else I could I could I could take this. But I mean, Kyle Guy is pretty annoying too, isn't he? Guy is very annoying. Um, He's very annoying. Who's going to match up with Guy? Is it going to be? Are they going to put? Um, who are they going to put on him? Who are they going to put on a Texas Tech player that's not Culver or well <laughs> or, or Owens? I mean, I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is he going to play tomorrow? Because he he messed I, up. I, his I, ankle. I really would be surprised if Owens played tomorrow, given that he didn't play uh, after he tried to come back and play. Yeah, he looked pretty bad. I mean, I I feel like uh, I guess I guess Culver's too big to put on. Culver's probably going to guard Hunter, I would assume. Um. So I don't know. I mean, right. Texas Tech is probably going to put eh, Moretti, Edwards? probably. Probably Moretti on Guy. Okay, Moretti, yeah. Which I, I like Moretti, actually. I mean, I feel like Moretti's like reasonably likable. Um, I don't know. Diakite is annoying. I just, uh, I just uh, hate these teams. I really do. I like Texas Tech. I don't think I hate Texas Tech. I don't know what... I yeah, mean, I don't Col- either. Culver's actually a, a Culver's a pretty skilled dude. Like he's fun to watch. He when he he's a, a pretty much a pure scorer. When he gets the ball right. into the lane and and uh, he can make some pretty good good shots. True. The other thing I, I noticed uh, yesterday was uh, someone. I think it might have even been Owens when he got hurt. 
they they kept playing. And I just have always been kind of uh, mystified by how basketball just lets the game action continue until the, <laughs> the team who has the injury has the, has the ball, which I found I find kind of funny. Like, isn't that kind of backwards? Shouldn't they just stop the game when someone gets hurt? Well, they, they, I mean, they don't stop soccer. They don't stop football if it happens during the play. Well, football's know? a little different because plays last about seven seconds. Yeah. Well, what about soccer? There is like, a lot of, you know... If a guy goes down behind okay, well, the play, they're not stopping. Okay, for but it. a soccer in a soccer game, they they the, if if it's if there's an injury and, and and the guy with the ball knows about it, he just ejects the ball out of bounds. So actually, yeah, but it's, it's more of a common courtesy. Right, but in a, in basketball, they'll do that too if it's not like truly mid play. But I mean, when when a guy goes down and the other team gets the ball, they're going the other way. They're not like stopping to check if the guy's getting back up or not. So. I mean, oh, because you're saying people would, would 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 end up faking it. Yeah, potentially. I mean, like if you, yeah, honestly, yes, that is exactly okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Great Ed, sport. Ed is deep in thought. I was looking Ed at basketball reference. Basketball reference. Okay, he's devolved into looking at, at uh, obscure statistics. Give us, give us what you got, Ed. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have anything. I was just looking at league leaders, and I was. Do we want to have a MVP debate between Giannis and Harden? Is that what we want to do on the pod tonight? Did we do that last time? And and, and we probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But for what's for value, what's there to debate about? Well, value over replacement player. Harden is at nine point seven, and the next closest is Giannis at seven point four, and then Ooh. my boy Jokic is at seven point three. Huh? Does that take into account minutes played? Um, I'm not sure how. It says per hundred possessions. Um, so I don't know that it, I suppose if you play less minutes, cause Giannis only played 25 minutes tonight and I did see he had 30 points and nine boards in 25 minutes, which is pretty impressive. I also don't know why he was playing because they've wrapped up home court with advantage. His, yeah. With his ankle questionable. Yeah. I, they um, did, they did say, yeah. you know, I was just talking about sitting the Nuggets sat like Jokic and two other guys, but they're still not, not guaranteed the two seed. I wonder if there's some shenanigans that they don't really care if they're the two or the three. I'd have to look at the standings and see who they're going to play. That's what I was just uh, trying to pull up here. I, when I looked at the – I can't recall either, but the Nuggets schedule was uh, over the last two or three games was more difficult than Houston – I feel like they had to travel to to Portland tonight or or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not tomorrow because there's no games. It's but... it's Portland tonight, yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, the, right now the uh, the sixth, well, fifth through eighth seeds, I guess, are are up for grabs potentially. Here we've got the Jazz in the fifth spot, the Thunder six, Spurs seven, Clippers eighth. And I feel like you probably don't want to play the Spurs, which is who they're lined up to play right now, in my mind. I'd rather play. You'd rather play the Thunder? Of, I would, yeah. Zach? Zach doesn't agree. I think both teams are beatable. I don't think it matters. I think, I mean, I, I, I'm i a little confused because you would want home and home court in round two, and you wouldn't yeah. get that as the three seed True. Against, against Houston. So I'm a little, I, I have to agree. I'm a little confused there. I mean, unless Jokic is tr- truly nursing some kind of an injury, I've read that he's tired. They said I'm rest. not going to claim to be an <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to claim to be an, an, an NBA insider, and, and and I just know that he's been. Uh, what I think though, he looks tired on in game two 
whether it's game two or 82, he looks tired. So I'm not really sure how to gauge his actual tiredness. <laughs> um, we've mentioned my former uh, and Bob's somewhat yeah, former JV basketball coach, Kyle Krieger, um, <laughs> was in Vegas for some reason. And he didn't reply why he was in Vegas, but he did say that he was watching. He refers to Jokic as my boy now. He said, I'm watching your boy play, and he had sent a screenshot, and he said he looks like he could do a little bit of work on his body. <laughs> I said, yes, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's, um, you, you read stories about him after he got drafted eating an entire carton of ice cream in front of the GM. God. <laughs> Man, that's amazing that guys like that don't, you know, I mean, that's their job, right, to be, in the best shape and they're not i just i can't really wrap my head around that who who did i say that always strikes me as being kind of chubby as a guard kyle lowry yeah you've said that in the past he's fairly well i think he was playing and probably it was because he was playing against the bucks with bledsoe who is like um has to be pound for pound extremely like, yeah. um in good shape right right exactly yeah who are the best uh port portly uh guards that you can recall i think lowry i don't know if lowry qualifies though he just like i bet if we looked up his numbers he's probably actually pretty pretty fit <clears throat> that's a good question uh, port, portly guards khalid alamine is uh my number one <laughs> <Yeah>. portly guard <laughs> Andre Miller always struck me as more of a maybe not the most fittest guy either, but but he's he's probably still pretty fit when he when he get right down to it. Right. There's right. a guy out there. I just I can't think of his name. Ed, you should have this on the top of your fingertips because I feel like you're a you're a wealth of of basketball knowledge uh, and statistics. But I see you've got a blank stare right now. I'm trying to look up something. What did you want me to find? <laughs> uh, anybody who's who's uh, you know a larger point guard. Well. This is what um, Mateen Cleaves. I was Mateen Cleaves. You guys talking about right um, uh, Zion's effectiveness at the next level and how many six seven two seventy five guys <laughs> are there, and Peter uh-huh. said one on each team and somebody else said three on each team and then I came back and said there's only six players in the NBA that even weigh more than two seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if I was going to try to do a search for like. I think I could do this. It would just take me a while to figure it out of like guards that weigh 225 or more. Is 225 a good number to be considered a portly guard? Depends on the height. All right. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm, Googling here is interesting because, I mean, Khalid Alamin comes up as the number one hit for, <laughs> for fat point guards. Yeah. Did you pull it off the top of your head, Bob, or was that a, I, a I did. I, I did pull it off the top of my head because this is the uh, 20th anniversary of uh, UConn beating Duke in the title game, which was like the low point of my life. Really depressing. Kyle I'm Krieger. not sure if I like this list here. Speaking like, of this Kyle, is just like fat guys. Kyle <laughs> Krieger. Kyle Krieger. I don't. I don't think he actually gave me a hug the next morning, but he put an arm around me and said, "It's going to be all right." Because I was. Uh, I was downtrodden after that title game, guys. Yeah. Very so downtrodden. So Sean. Sean May. Didn't he? Isn't he still at, at North Carolina? Sean May. He was. Uh, no, he was a, he, he, he was, was an a inside guy. UNC, yeah. right? Who's the current guy who who's at Carolina who has a similar name? Uh, May is. There's also a May inside. M-A-Y-E. Yeah. Um, number thir- thirty-two. 
Luke May. Sorry. I asked Luke if he was. I asked if he wore eyeliner. <laughs> yeah. Very dark uh, features. Baron Davis. That's a good one. Yeah. Baron that's Davis. Six three two fifteen. That's pretty solid. You don't see many. You don't see many. There's not all. All these lists contains dude or uh, non guards. I just googled portly guards. There are no, no results. Carmelo was on the list okay. for small forwards. Yeah, he's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. I googled right. best chubby guards NBA. <laughs>